Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. And if you can hear that, the crunching in the background is both dogs. Vinny and his boyfriend are both chewing on some bones. So, I hope it's not too noisy. (laughs) I'm uh, babysitting or dog sitting for a few hours. Hurrah! So I thought, I'll make a recording because I haven't done one for a couple of days. So welcome. Um, Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And uh, what is it? My name's Jason Newland, and my website's jasonnewland.com, and that is noisy. thing is, the other dog's about 75 times bigger than Vinny, and he doesn't know how to be quiet when he's chewing, because, you know, he, he literally could chew a dinosaur bone, and it would just look, look like a normal bone in his mouth, because he's so big. In fact, I reckon, I don't reckon that bone will even last him for the duration of this recording. Vinny, that'll last him for hours, his one. Because it's, it's just a tiny little, it's not even a bone. It's one of those rawhide things, I think. So, hey, it's Saturday the 25th of February, I think. 2023, I think. And... Uh, I hope you're all well. Oh dear. Right, shall I do? Oh, I haven't got my pen on me. Where's my pen? Where's my pen? Oh, I do have a pen. Let me do me gratitude journal. So, 25th of... 25th of February 2023. One two three uh, a gratitude journal the first one is um, I'm grateful that my friend's dog will be collected in a few hours <laughs> he's not staying here permanently um, no what was the first thing well actually I went to the doctors yesterday That noise is distracting me. I know we're not near the microphone. They're not near the microphone. And I hope it's not too... If it is too noisy, then just don't listen. But... Doesn't normally... They don't make that much noise normally. But it's in stereo, isn't it? I guess. Except one's much louder than the other. But there's two very happy dogs right now. So, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I went to the doctors. I actually, because I had uh, a bit of a health thing last week. And I was referred to the doctors and I needed like an emergency appointment. This was last Thursday. And I got my emergency appointment this Friday. So it took me eight days to get the appointment. And I also had two other appointments, so I ended up with three doctor's appointments on one in one morning. 
which I've never done before. That was like unprecedented, as they used to like to say in 2020 on the news all the time. This is unprecedented. Unprecedented times. So, uh, what was the other saying that the news, I used to like to say on the news and the politicians a few years back? I don't say it so much now, but it was almost scripted, like they had to say this sentence. Oh yeah, not fit for purpose. Not fit for purpose. Every politician was saying that. Not fit for purpose. I mean, do they have meetings on a Monday morning? So, okay, here are the words. Here are the sentences you need to be saying for the the, for the next week. It's a new sentence. Uh, not fit for purpose. But why are we saying that? It doesn't matter why. You just need to say it. All of you. And we sent out um, articles to all the newspapers and the television news networks. Everyone needs to say not fit for purpose. But why? Doesn't matter why. Just do what you're told. Okay. You're not fit for purpose. Oi, I heard that. So yeah, anyway. um, Went to the doctor's... Didn't know what the appointments were for. Well, I did, but I didn't know which one was which. Because there was three appointments. So it turned out I had one appointment with the mental health nurse. Just basically seeing how I am. It was really a case of, you alright? You okay? Okay, bye. And that, that was kind of it, really. Um, she did take my blood pressure... I think. Did she take my blood pressure? And my pulse. And um, said that I needed blood tests just to do like a general thing. So, which is fine. Uh, then the next appointment was for an ECG. So I had my heart checked. And then the next appointment was with a doctor to give me the results of the ECG. And the number one thing of what I'm grateful for is my heart is fine. Heart is fine. Now, I didn't delve into it like, is it fine, like healthy, or is it just fine for a, a man of my age? You know, I didn't want to sort of get too many details. Um, I remember, I think the, the doctor said to me years ago, uh, did he say you got the lungs of someone 15 years older than you? Which was... Well, that's not a good thing to hear, is it? I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah, it was, this, this was the mental health team. And I had a, a yearly medical. I generally have a yearly medical. Because of the medication I'm on, they want to make check, check sure. Check sure? Make sure. That's... Wow. See, Vinny's chewing his, the other dog's trying to eat it, like he's, like, you have eaten, haven't you, before? Look at him, you know he has, because he's huge. He comes in and he inhales all of um, Vinny's food, and he inhales all of the water from Vinny's bowl, like instantly. Like that. 
he's he's just a giant and he doesn't have any sense of I don't know it's mine I mean literally he he doesn't see walls or doors or people if he wants to go somewhere he walks through people or through it he'll try and walk through the door he doesn't you know it, it's strange I've seen it he's knocked me over a few times where well not knocked me over but once he was running and he went, ran right into my knees. That wasn't a good day. It hurted my knees, really. I was limping for a, for a little while. Oh. Anyway, so I went to the doctors and I had to get up really early. I had to leave. I had to get a 7.30 bus in the morning. Which meant I had to get up, you know, six o'clock to sort of be prepared, you know, have my breakfast and get ready. Now, I set my alarm, went to bed about 11. But I woke up at three o'clock. And I was pretty much awake. And I thought, ooh, I want to go back to bed. Then I thought, what if I miss the alarm? What if I, you know, if I sleep through it? Because to to miss three appointments would just be not good, especially as it's kind of important. So I decided just to stay up. So I sat down in my chair in the living room, put the phone next to me, still to have, have the alarm set so it goes off. And I fell asleep. And I woke up at four. Luckily, boxing was on. There was live boxing, which is very unusual to have live boxing on a Thursday morning, live from America. It was a Golden Boy uh, production, and it's like, oh, it's a very strange day of the week to have it but it was on so I thought yeah I'll watch this and that kept me occupied until about 6 o'clock when it was time to get ready so it was quite good but I was a little bit tired by the time I got the bus and that turned up and there was not many people on the bus but 50% of those that were on the bus were coughing and spluttering which was yay great and then I I got to the doctor's surgery and I was early I was about it was about 5 to 8 in the morning my appointment was 8.30 so and, and there was this I mean I counted and there was about 17 people queuing up outside the closed doctor's surgery and I'm thinking, wow, what on earth's going on here? The place isn't even open yet and there's 18 people and it was cold outside. So I said, I just spoke to one of the people waiting. I said, look, what's going on? And she explained that because that what it is, is two different doctor surgeries in the same building. 
they were with the other doctor's surgery. And the way they work is you ha is first come, first served. So whoever gets there first... So literally, people could be queuing from three in the morning onwards. You know, it's, it's that kind of situation. And it's like buying tickets for your favourite band. You know, people that sleep all night out or you know maybe the tickets are being released on a Monday morning and people are there from Friday evening queuing and sleeping and barbecuing or whatever now there was no cooking going on to be fair but I can see how things will become more like that someone will start to think but you know what I was I think they had they allow up to 26 people something like that and that's it they allow 20 the first 26 people that queue up is the only people that could get seen on that day so I, I'm sure you can book appointments for like weeks and weeks ahead but to actually be seen on the day So it will come a time, I guess, when people will be queuing early hours. You know, they won't be just getting out eight or then at half seven. There'll be people there at six, five. And they can't sit in their car. They have to be queuing. See, my surgery did a similar thing a few years back where they'd open the front doors, but they wouldn't actually open the surgery. So they open the front doors so people could walk in, or actually they might have had the thing outside, but you took a, a ticket. So you couldn't book an appointment for the day, but you could walk in and you could take a ticket, and there was, I don't know, 25 cards which you could take. So you take one, two, you know, so whoever got their ticket, it didn't have to queue, but they just turn up. They'd queue at 8.30 when the doors opened or 8 o'clock when the doors opened, whatever time it was. But they'd come early, get a ticket, and then they'd go off, they'd drive off, or they'd sit in their car because, you know, it's cold. Or they'd go to the supermarket and get some breakfast, or go shopping, or maybe even go home again, and then come back at 8. And I used to get there uh, even half an hour early and most of the tickets were gone. People would come and do that and there'd be nobody waiting. I'd literally be the only person waiting at the door. Yeah, I'd be number 24 on, you know. I was like, how is this even fair? So my doctor surgery now do a thing where you have to phone up at 8 in the morning or go online and it is first come first served again but it's you don't have to go there to do it and I don't know if it's 7.30 or whatever time they decide to do it from so you have to either go online or phone up so whoever it is first come first served again so it's not based on need. It's based on uh, who's the quickest. Uh, so yeah, 
I mean, all my appointments have been booked in advance, so I've, I've you know, I haven't, I haven't needed, well, I did need to see them the same day, but they didn't see me last week. But I just, my concern is other people, really. When I, when I see that, and I'm thinking, all those people queuing in the cold, which isn't good. I mean, at the moment, it's been really cold the last couple of days. Uh, not proper minus degrees. And if someone's unwell anyway, I know not everybody's going to the doctors because of... Uh, because of you know being unwell in a sense of like a cold or flu or anything, and technically they shouldn't be coming to a public place with flu anyway. Should, I don't know how else you could do it, but all they're doing is spreading it to everyone else. But it's, it's a weird one. I don't know what the solution is. There a solution? Is there? I mean, I remember I had a large, it was a couple of years ago, you remember what happened a couple of years ago, worldwide, and uh, I had a doctor's appointment about my back. What was the doctor going to do on the phone about my back? He couldn't examine it, he couldn't do anything, it's like, yeah, I've got this pain in my back. Oh, does it hurt? Yeah. Oh. Um. How did you hurt it? I don't know. That's why I'm calling you. It. It's. I don't know how. It just started hurting. Oh. Have you considered getting some help? What? Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. That's what. Oh. Oh. Well, it's a pity you didn't come sooner. Before you know everything was locked down. I said, well, I would have done if it happened sooner. You know, can't really plan it. He said, yeah. Huh. He said, it's cold, isn't it, today? I said, yeah, it's cold. What's that got to do with anything? It's like, I don't know, just small chat. Chit chat, you know, because I don't know what else to say. Glad it's not a podcast, because that would be really boring to hear. Yeah, I know. So anyway, um, I went to the doctors yesterday, and everything was really good. And there wasn't many people in the doctor's surgery. Do you remember when doctor surgeries were full? This doctor surgery, and this was at eight thirty in the morning, and I was there. I had an eight thirty appointment. A 10.30 appointment and 11 o'clock appointment and throughout that whole period and I did go away and come back again but that whole time I was in that building there was no more than three other people maybe four people waiting to be seen I remember the days when doctor surgeries would be full you'd be in there and it'd be full of people all waiting so it's, I don't know, it's, I'm not sure how many doctors have even got in my surgery. Maybe there's not that many doctors now. There used to be three, I think, at one point. Yeah. So, 
The good thing is, my heart is fine. So the doctor checked the ECG. He checked the ECG from the ambulance as well from last week. And he said it's fine. Blood pressure, however, isn't fine. And it is high, but it's not dangerously high. It's the only... if So he, te- he checked it and basically... I think it was it was higher in the ambulance than what it was yesterday. And he said, he told me what number it needed to be under. Basically, thirty-five. The top number needs to be about thirty-five or under for it to be fine. Mine was nine hundred or something. I don't know. And he said, um, basically, I need to check my blood pressure twice a day, not straight after each other. And because that would be a bit pointless, just to get an idea roughly what my average blood pressure is from day to day. If it's above the 35 average, if it's you know, if it is high averagely, not just during stress, or and he did point out that quite often when people had their blood pressure taken by a doctor or a nurse. The blood pressure is generally higher because of, you know, the the nerves and the stress of the situation. So he said, if if the average is a bit too high, then I'll be put on medication for a while. But there are other things I can do, such as lose weight, get healthier, get fitter. Uh, which I'm doing. Um, my voice has gone croaky. I'm actually aging as we speak. I'm getting much older now. So yeah, so heart is fine. It's my number one on my gratitude list. So yesterday I actually felt... Okay, I felt some relief. I felt fairly healthy yesterday. Well, not healthy, healthy, but just like, okay. So, the heart is quite important, isn't it? It's, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the more important parts of the body. So, that's good. I'm pleased about that. Now, I have to, well, I'm going to, I've got some blood, a blood test being taken. Uh, It's in a few weeks time, next month. And that's to check that there's no other underlying conditions that could be the cause of what happened. And could be the cause of high blood pressure. So just checking that I'm all right, you know, that everything's kind of fine. And... Then uh, once I've had the, well, next week I need to book an appointment for the week after the blood test to get the results from the doctor, to go in there and get the results. And then I imagine, oh yeah, I have to, I have to take the blood pressure readings in with me to the doctors on that 
last appointment, the one after a week after the blood test. I say the last appointment, hopefully he will be the last one for a while. And he said that he will then sort of look at them and decide between the blood results and the results of the blood pressure, you know, over the, the next three weeks or whatever, four weeks it's going, probably going to be. So probably about a month of blood pressure results. He'll be able to get an idea where I am and what's uh, what's necessary to do next, if you know what I mean. So, just had a bit of an interruption where the pack of wild animals in my living room must have heard something and decided to go start barking and running towards the front door for no apparent reason. Go away. Um, and then, when I come back, I realised that the big dog just stole Vinny's little bone. Because he finished his, and he just took Vinny's. Now, Vinny, he can make it last half a day, pretty much. It takes him hours to get through it. So I took it out of his mouth, and I gave it back to Vinny. Now, he's not very happy with me now. Behave yourself now, okay? Good boy. Behave. Don't don't give me crap. Don't give me hassle. God, he's standing on my foot. I feel like a car is driven over my foot. Seriously, he's that heavy. I love to exaggerate. That's it. Good boy. Now go away. Good boy. Now leave. Good good boy. Now get out of my sight. Get out. <laughs> Good boy. The thing is, he's under the desk now. This is the other dog. And he's... I know he's going to bang his head on the desk. Because he, he doesn't feel anything. He literally walked through and he knocked my chair out of the way. That I'm sitting in. And I weigh twice as much as he does, probably. Oh, maybe not twice as much. I don't know. I don't know how much he weighs. He's definitely stronger. If he was my size. What have you got there? Right, you two need to behave. Right, behave. Stop stealing this stuff. I know we're on this estate and it's full of thieves, but you haven't got to join in with them. Anyway, so I'm quite pleased about the uh, heart thing. So that's quite handy. It's quite handy. Stupid crunchy knot. He's right behind me now. You might as well just sit on my lap and do it. Apart from the fact that he'd crush my legs. So I... I think the second thing I'm quite grateful for well I've stopped drinking coke stopped drinking coke drinking coke and in the past when I've stopped drinking coke sometimes I've had a headache but this time I've had nothing 
there's no been no side effects but I think that's because I don't drink much coke anymore I used to drink probably four cans sometimes six cans a day you know quite a while ago but now for quite for quite some time I haven't really drunk more than maybe a couple of cans a day maybe one can a day so it's it's really has reduced but now as I'm saying that I've got two cans of coke right in front of me on the on the, the table that I've already had so I've got a box of them but I bought those two for some neighbours but I forgot to give it to them and I'm thinking it is Saturday isn't it I mean technically it is it's coke day isn't it really in a way I should be able to treat myself once a week maybe have a couple of cans of coke on a Saturday don't you think I don't know I mean, I used to, when I was late teens, one of my things I did, this is one of my little routines that I did, is every Friday night, I would buy myself probably a couple of, couple of cans of Coke. A uh, couple of back packets of biscuits, yeah, biscuits, like ginger nuts and cookies, something like that. Two different, nice ones, nice, maybe jammy dodgers, maybe. No digestives or plain ones. They're always nice ones, sexy ones, you know. And I'd watch the. On Channel 4, there used to be sitcoms, American sitcoms. So, Cheers. This is when Cheers was still going. This is when, you know, Cheers was still running. So, Cheers and maybe the Golden Girls or Roseanne. Uh, I'm trying to think what other ones were around at that time. But there's always an hour from 9 to 10 of comedy. And that would be my routine. Every Friday, it's something I'd look forward to. I'd have two packets of crisps, of crisps, I keep saying crisps, two packets of biscuits and two cans of Coke. So they were only cheap back then. And a can of Coke now is uh, like a pound or maybe pound fifty if you go into a, some places. But back then it was like, I don't know, 15 pence, 20 pence, something so, you know, the, the whole amount would be about a pound, maybe one pound fifty for probably a pound, two packets of biscuits. I can't say biscuits today for some reason, but obviously I can say biscuits. So, uh, bis la, 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 morning has broken. Like the first morning Blackbirds have spoken Like the first bird I used to like singing hymns at school I did It wasn't There wasn't any religiousosity for me about them I just liked them They were really catchy tunes 
they were enjoyable to listen to and enjoyable to sing. Honestly, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O oh, come all ye come, Bethlehem, la 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 da da da. And what was that? There? Oh, 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 call him to tell But there was, yeah, I did it for years and years and years at school, and I liked them. We used to change the words sometimes to naughty words or, you know, a rude sentence. But that was just part of the growing up process. It it set me up for adulthood. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think anything at school prepared me for being an adult. I don't think I did anything. No, I don't think anything did. No. No, the only thing that set me up for being an adult was being told what to do by the teachers and then leaving school and being told what to do by bosses and supervisors and stuff like that. That's the only real similarity between the two. There was no... I think what would have been good at school would have been useful would be financial advice how to handle money how to prepare for paying rent for I mean not even necessarily uh, going into mortgages and investing I mean that would be I guess a more advanced level of financial understanding or preparation for adulthood but the basic things you know like renting uh, putting down the deposit uh, you know having a job preparing for job interviews things like that would have been very helpful and none of that happened at least not when I was at school I mean I, I did bunk off a little bit but the last year or so but generally I don't remember any preparation for leaving school other than bye <laughs> phew he's gone you know that was it I don't don't remember anything and I remember it was 1986 April time or maybe March. I was coming up. I just got my glasses. And I was still going to the doctors with my mum. You know? I was still a kid. Still a little kid. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Because I, I was getting headaches. And I didn't know why I was getting headaches. But the doctor said he thought it might be eye strain. Went to the den, not dentist, the opticians. Well, I went to a dentist, but they told me it's, you know, it's the wrong sign. 
but again, that's why I realised I needed glasses. So I went to the opticians, uh, which was next door to the dentist, which is good. And uh, I was put on, well, I actually was told I needed to wear glasses all the time. And I had a lazy eye, which was the first I heard of it, because I've seen people with lazy eyes, and at school, generally, they would, it would be pointed out to them way too often. But no one ever mentioned that I had a lazy eye. No one ever said anything like that to me. And I'm pretty sure they would have done at some point. But, and, but yeah, I, they, I had a lazy eye, I was told by the, the um, optician. And I needed to wear a patch. Which wasn't ideal. So the idea was to wear a patch over my good eye to train my other eye to start working properly and looking at stuff. It's almost like it wasn't, it was just lazy. It wasn't like a physical thing, it was just like it couldn't be bothered to look. So my right eye would look at stuff, my left eye just couldn't be bothered. Why do I need to? The right eye's doing it. Don't need both of us. And it was weird. It's like, okay. So, you know, I had problems with my hearing when I was a kid. But I didn't know I had issues with my eyesight as well. <laughs> it's weird. And so I had to do the exercises where I'd have my patch on. And I'd have to practice with a pen looking at the... Or pencil looking at the top of the pencil and moving from left to right, left to right, with the patch over the good eye. Sometimes I'd forget which eye was the good one and not, because it was the same to me. And this was probably maybe February, March time. This was right near the end of leaving school, really. Because I left school in April, like completely, and just went back to do my exams in the summer. And I was still 15. Because I was the youngest, you know, in the year, pretty much. There might have been someone younger, but I was, you know, when I went into the last year of school in September, what, 95, uh, 85. A lot of the kids in my year were already 16. Now, I turned 15 at the end of August. Some of them were turned 16 at the beginning of September. So literally there was days, there, were, there was the amount of kids that were nearly pretty much a year older than I was. And you could tell because some of them were adults and I was, what are you doing? Is he stolen your bone again? You've got no sense of sharing, have you? He now knows I'm talking about him because he's, he's stopped doing it. Why Why can't you share with Vinny? You know this is his home. This is his, his home. You're a guest. You're welcome to come here. And you both love each other. Why are you stealing this stuff? You need to share. 
just because you're bigger doesn't mean you can just do what you want. No. He's leaving it now. He's, he's not touching it. He knows he's being told off. <laughs> I'm not telling you off. I'm just saying you need to be nice to each other. He looks up to you like a big brother. You know, he absolutely loves you, mate. You know that. Vinny loves you so much. I don't think there's anyone he loves more than the, dog, the other dog. I like to think that he loves me, but I don't know. He's now licking his ear. Oh, how lovely. Weird. I have to watch him, though, because the big dog is... He's got a reputation for being a bit aggressive towards other dogs. He's been lovely with him so far, but... He won't get an opportunity, because I'm always watching him. I'll, I'll, I'll be on it. Within a second, a millif, a millif, a millisecond of a second, I would be intervening because I can't have anything happen to my little boy. No, 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 no. What's the sort of? Oh yeah, my eyes. So probably March time. Maybe it was February, but I'm saying March. I reckon. Uh, 1986 1986 so I I remember I, I think I went with my stepmom to the doc to the dent um, to the doctors and then to the opticians I've never been to the opticians before and I used to go and have my ears tested for quite a while because I had hearing problems. I was partially deaf in one of my ears when I was a little kid. And which, let, which meant I was way behind educationally. Um, in fact, I was... I kind of didn't really start school until I was seven. Although I'd been to school... I hadn't really learned anything. I suppose I'd learned basic stuff, you know, maybe some social interaction, I don't know. And I'd learned to read, but I kind of did that in my own time anyway. I very much was reading, because I loved reading. I wasn't at a high level of reading. It was, you know, I had one book, uh, a Jack and Ori book, which I've, I've got now, I've, I've re-bought it on Amazon or eBay. And I used to reread it over and over again. But because cause I was, when I was young, I moved around so much, I never settled in one place, really. You know, I apparently, according to my oldest brother, uh, we moved, from the age of two, I moved to uh, Scotland first, apparently. That's what I've been told. And then moved around different places and then I ended up in Newcastle. And then I ended up in Southend. And then at age seven, I moved to my, where my dad lives, lived and lived with him and his new wife. It wasn't until I think I was I don't know I started having earaches well not started I probably had them before but I don't remember but I I was going to the nurse very often at school with earaches 
and they couldn't really figure out what it was. Uh, well, they knew it was an earache, but they didn't, you know, well, it's not his knee. And took me to the doctors, and the doctor sent me to a hearing specialist, or ear, was it ear, ear, ears, nose, throat? I don't know if they had those specialists back then, but an ear specialist anyway, to see what's going on. And I think that I might have had my ears drained and stuff like that. Uh, guitars, there was a guitar down there and stuff. Like, how the hell did you fit a guitar down my nose? It's like, I know it's big, but guitars are bigger. Uh, so I, it's like, I used to shake my hand thinking I could make a little tune. If I just shake my head a bit. But no, it didn't work. So I ended up, you know, having hearing tests and yeah, I was um, hearing deficient in one of my ears and ended up having an operation and which was supposed to kind of cure that and I remember any t- after the operation, like for years well, for the first couple of years any time I'd ask somebody to repeat something yeah, flap your ears, that's good any time, if my dad was there, and it's, let's say we was as a family and we were just talking, and I'd say, what, what was that? And my dad would say, that's it, back to the hospital, back to the doctors, we're getting your ears tested. Like, it's like, what? It's a bit over the top. I, I, I am allowed to not hear things. Now, what's weird is... I don't hear what people say to me sometimes. Now, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's the same thing. It's come back and, you know, I need to, there's something with my ears going on. And I had my ears tested and my ears were perfect. Again, I don't know if perfect for my age or, I don't say perfect, but they were fine. You know, they were optimal. And then I'm thinking, well, why do I not hear what people say to me then, sometimes? Because I do have to ask people to repeat what they say. And maybe, I'm saying maybe because I think it might be true, is if someone talks too quickly, well, I know it's true, if someone talks too quickly, I can't grasp what they're saying to me. Maybe not straight away. It might take me... It's almost like... Um, that's a bit of a slurpy word. It's like... It's almost like... I'm trying to interpret another language. So it takes me a little while to internally interpret what's being said to me. But they're speaking English. Perfect English. Just a bit too quickly. And it takes me a while to interpret that speed. And I don't know if if internally, internally I'm slowing it down or I'm just trying to catch up. So maybe they finished the sentence and I'm still only on the second word. So let's say, so, um, oh, it's a lovely day today. And I'm still on A. It's a lovely day 
today. Oh yeah. So it's... I don't know what it is. Maybe I was born with a slow brain. Maybe that's what it is. I don't feel really that I'm like a complete dum-dum, you know? And I noticed I wouldn't call someone else that, but I'm talking about myself. I don't feel necessarily... And there's a lot of um, knowledge that I don't have because I didn't participate in school pretty much for one second. I I didn't... I didn't participate. I did not. I refused to have anything to do with anything that happened at school, pretty much. Unless it was during playtime, then I would participate if I was in the mood. But, you know, I'd... I'd 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 go along, but I wouldn't really do any. You know, I wouldn't do anything. Is I'm pretty sure I picked up certain stuff along the way because you know I do know basic maths. Um, I do know English, kind of. I'm not. I, I'm not an English. I'm not an expert in anything, but I don't definitely not. A, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm, I didn't get any. I didn't get any exams. I didn't pass any exams in anything at school. I failed everything, and so including English, I didn't even get a pass in English. I might have said in the past that I did, but I didn't. I I got I got D, which is um, no. Is it U? D-U... D- unclassified or unmarked or un... No grade, you know. And... I knew my English was okay because... I think I've always been okay. Like, verbally able to verbalise verbally in a verbal way but not necessarily with humans no I do find talking to Vinny much easier than talking to people and talking to Andre when he was there it's it's just it's so funny the big dog just lied down and Vinny just lied down he's just copying him completely copying him they are very happy right now, together. Vinny's right behind him. And he's literally he's mimicking him. He just wants to be a mini... He is a mini me. Not me, he's a mini him. But he is happy doing it. So, you know, I'm happy for him. <laughs> he's a cutie. They're both cuties. There's one's a giant cutie and one's a miniature cutie. I mean, it's just... It's ridiculous. The, the size difference is... Proposporous. Prostosterous. Prostosterous. You know, it's... Silly. Prostosterous. Prosperous. And... 
Yeah, so I was really good at English. And I really, I don't know. I, I did a, I did an IQ test online. And I came, okay, I'll, I'll finish this. That sounded like that was the end. That wasn't the end of the sentence. I, I did an IQ on test and I came. No, I did an IQ test online and I came uh, probably, was it? Above average intelligence. So, you know, just about, like average, but just marginally above, according to this IQ test I took. Now, it's quite difficult to do an IQ test without any, with, with a very, very limited mathematical knowledge. You know, I don't really... I know my way around basic fractions. You know, like... A half, a quarter, a third, a fifth, six. I understand those, you know. Two-fifths. I can kind of work that out. But other than that, start adding fractions together. Yeah, I can add two quarters together. It's 35, you know, I mean, it's easy. Uh, I can add two halves together. Uh, 17. The thing is, it's, it's some of the other more harder fractions. And it's not that I can't do it. I just can't. I don't. I think it's, I think that lazy eye was responsible for, is responsible for the maths part of my brain. It just didn't care. My right eye probably was in well not interested because I don't I can see how maths is interesting for some people and I do understand how important it is as well I mean it's if it wasn't for maths and all that we wouldn't well look what would we have there'd be no technology there'd be you know everything kind of seems to come from mathematics it's it's like a universal language isn't it but maybe because you know years ago I saw this I was working in a call centre this is back in 2002 2003 and I got speaking to this I think it was a lady or a man it was a he she he we I don't know I can't remember back then people were called he or she and it was, she said that she was a professor of mathematics. That was her job. So you have to take the job details for the car insurance quote. Her job was a professor of mathematics. And she was working in a university like Cambridge or Oxford like really really top university I know all universities are, are high high level probably aren't they perhaps not the one I went to but in most of the others and the one I went to they just give away <laughs> they give away qualifications no they don't I worked hard for mine no I didn't did I I don't know I can't remember it's such a long time ago. 
over 12 years ago. Wow. Over 12 years ago I got my uh, degree. Over 12 years. Anyway. This lady on the phone is this mathematic professor. She said that her worst subject at school was maths. Worst subject. Absolutely hated it. Didn't like it at all. Yeah, we know what hated it means. Okay, shush, shush, shush. She thought that she couldn't do it. And then, I don't know how long after leaving school, she took a maths class, like an evening class at college or something. And she discovered that it was... She just wasn't, hadn't been taught in a way that interested her. And it turned out that she really loved maths. Like, loved it. Like, it became a passion. Because she she was taught by someone that maybe she resonated with. Uh, and that did the trick. Because, you know, in the old days, I mean... I think I can say the old days now because I'm so old and ancient. Uh, there was pretty much only one way to learn in school. Well, two ways really, but it was reading a book and doing, you know, basically following what it said in the book and it might be a textbook so you have to do the you know questions and stuff that kind of thing and then listening to the teacher talking about the subject and maybe writing stuff on the blackboard see I was at school pre-whiteboard don't have blackboards anymore Blackboard and chalk. That's what I had when I was at school. I don't even know if they have whiteboards with uh, markers anymore. I don't know. Now, occasionally, not with maths, but occasionally with maybe geography or history or uh, maybe even English, they'd bring a television in and they'd show us something. So it might be like a documentary about the rainforest or um, I think with the English class we watched Romeo and Juliet. Which was interesting because it was the original Romeo and Juliet which had nudity in it. That was a good day. Um, so yeah I remember it was like the bell went and the teacher said you can go. And uh, half the boys in the class just like still still sat there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll get up in a minute. Uh, yeah, so it was it was good. I didn't mind that stuff. 
because ultimately I loved watching television. So I think that I learned a lot of my knowledge from television. But unfortunately for me, a lot of the television I watched was not factual, educational. It, it was more sitcoms and movies and it depending on the time of my life. So there was a period when all I did was watch martial art films. And there was a time when all I watched was whatever was on. Like I literally just watched whatever was on and I'd be happy with that. And there was times when I, you know, I did have specific shows that I loved. There was a period when I got my own television where I'd start watching shows that were on late at night. Like MASH and Cheers. And when I say late at night, I mean after maybe 8 o'clock or whatever time I had to go to bed. So I was watching stuff at 9, 10, 11. And I was like, wow. It was like discovering a new world. I felt like Christopher Columbo. Honestly. It was it was amazing, like, ooh, you know, discovering MASH. Now, I've watched MASH now, and I, I'm like, what did I see in that program? I've seen it on TV. They show it during the day now here. But at the time, I loved it. I really, really loved it. And I'm trying to think what other TV programs I used to watch late at night. I started watching the boxing because I used to be on. And yeah, so I'd watch Cheers and whatever other programs would be on, like, you know, American sitcoms. Stuff that I wasn't allowed to watch before. And it was brilliant. It, the freedom. And it was only an old, small, portable black and white television. But the freedom to be able to watch television and not have anyone, or just a freedom to be in control of what I watched. Because when I was a kid, the only time I could watch what I want is when there's no one else around. As soon as someone else came in the room, they would take control of the telly. Because everybody was older than me, apart from a little brother. And even he'd take control of the telly. Because he could do what he wanted. So I used to, you know, between probably four and half, maybe half past four in the evening, if I didn't have a paper round at the time, between that time and dinner, I could watch television on my own, un undisturbed. It was nice. I liked it a lot. So, you know, I could watch all the TV shows that I liked. Grange Hill, that used to be on. And then I used to, I used to watch, the, again, American shows. They used to have it on BBC Two, I think. It might have been Channel Four, but I think it was BBC Two. And there was a show called Alice that was based in a diner in America. And Alice was the star. And it was, was it Laverne or there was a, a lady that was really loud 
she was like the funny lady. She was another waitress. And Al, who was the bald boss, he was in charge. Him being bald is not really relevant, but just I'm just remembering the people. In fact, I think I need to look online to just find this TV show. I might have done this before, but bearing in mind that I've been doing this for about 55 years, this podcast, there's a chance I'll repeat myself. Alice TV show. I've not seen it since I was a kid. Alice, American TV show. It was on... Oh, it's based on Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which was a book, I guess. Linda Levine. Linda Levine. Maybe that's where I got the name from, Laverne. Yeah, because it wasn't, was it? It was on from... August the 31st, 1976 to March the 19th, 1985. Oh, it's based on the film, 1974 film, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. It stars Linda Levine, or Linda Levin, in the title role, a widow who moves with her young son to start life over again and finds a job working at a roadside diner in Phoenix, Arizona. Most of the... It wasn't Al, it was Mel. Most of the episodes revolve around events at Mel's diner, where Alice is employed. Wow, okay. It wasn't Al, it was Mel. Blimey. Cast, Linda... Mel Sharples Vic Vic Tayback oh blimey he 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 passed away in 1990 he was funny he was so he was always shouting and getting angry and stuff Um, what was he most famous for his most famous role was as Mel Sharples, Alice, in the film Alice Doesn't Live Anymore and in the TV show. He was the only actor in the original film to reprise his role for the rest of the series. Oh, he, he was nominated for Primetime Emmy Award in 78 and won two consecutive Golden Globe Awards in 1881. Oh. oh. Linda Levin, who was Alice... Uh, she's now 85, blimey. She's known... He she, says here she's known for playing as hot a character in the sitcom Alice. So that's her most famous role. Um, wow. I just... And... Polly Florence. Alright, so that must be, um, Philip is Tommy, Alfred Luther, and this is often, but, uh, Philip McKean is Tommy Hyatt. I don't know who that is, but Polly Holiday. Alright, uh, Philip, Tommy Hyatt, that must be her son. But Polly Holiday was Florence. So she was funny. She was in the season one to four. But then, 
I'm just thinking Diane Ladd as Isabel Belle Dupree from season four to five. And then from five to nine, Celia Watson as Jolene Honeycutt. That might be the one that I remember because I'm pretty sure it's like more early 80s that I watched it. But there's not much, no, not, not a lot of information about her on here. She joined the cast of uh, She said her role in Alice hindered her film career. She initially rejected the role, but admitted that the money became so phenomenal, that, phenomenal, 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 that she had to do it. Oh, doesn't say anything about her really, how old she is or anything, um, or where she was born or anything like that. So the first one was Florence. That was Polly Holiday. She's eighty-five as well. Wow. Thing is, when I was watching it, I thought it was an old show. You know, like Happy Days. Happy Days was, um, or Little House on the Prairie, or The Waltons. You know, they're like old shows, weren't they? Although Happy Days did end in '84, so it was still going in '84. But it was like 1974 to '84. They say the Waltons, the Waltons, I'm pretty sure the Waltons, what, when did that finish? First episode, 74. The Waltons used to be on, on Sundays, like late 80s, and maybe even early 90s, and used to be on a Sunday morning they basically showed every episode from you know each Sunday they showed not they show every episode every Sunday because there wasn't enough hours to do that but it was really weird to watch the Waltons because it's such an old because based in like the 1800s or something isn't it so it's, it's based it's a very old oldly based thing but the last episode was 1981 so yeah the other one I don't know why I just class it as a very similar program is Little House on the Prairie but I guess there's a huge amount Little House on the Prairie there's a huge amount of connection between the two isn't it really they're both around the same time the t well I'd say the time the era of when it was supposed to be set uh, I guess maybe not pioneering days but the the beginning of America you know when people were setting ho up home and uh, all that stuff so probably 1800s 1700s or something and like 300 years ago or whatever but then the Waltons seemed to be the similar kind of time maybe the Waltons was a little bit later wasn't that set more first world war kind of time I don't know but I like both I like Little House on the Prairie 
and I liked Michael Landon because everything he did he was so lovely he there's this bloke what is his name he basically he's online he does YouTube videos uh Stary Man YouTube Stary Man okay oh, I did it wrong Stary Stary no it's still not what's the story man oh no um Stare at man I bet this man's there's a bloke that you just look at I forget his name now stare at man healing that should bring it up yeah Bracco Bracco his name is and people just look at him he stands in public and he just stands there and people just look at him and he's got you know really friendly very friendly face and I think Michael Landon had that he had the kind of face that just looked friendly he looked kind and I know that I think Highway to Heaven was his idea was his script his everything with help I'm sure but he you know it's his idea and I know it's it's kind of standard isn't it to you can't imagine anyone else being in a role but I can't apart from cheese or salad I can't imagine anyone but Michael Landon being the you know highway to heaven man or I mean he is little house on a prairie isn't he so but then you could say that about Rambo or you could say that about Rocky the Rocky movies there's someone else I mean the films might have been just as successful if Stallone hadn't been the main person It's hard to kind of imagine it because, you know, he's so iconic. But uh, maybe if someone else had taken the role with the, 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 with the directorship and, you know, all that, it might have been just as successful. I don't, I really don't know. It's, it's hard to tell because do you ever see movies and, like, it's so successful and then you see that a list of the actors that turned down the role playing the main character like huge huge stars that every movie they've ever been in has been a box office smash I'm exaggerating but you know give you an idea sort of like Tom Hanks or um, you know those that kind of level of uh, Tom Cruise any anyone else called Tom, Tom Hardy, but you know people that are always in really really good movies have been you know been huge hits. So if they they turned down a part, maybe the main role in a movie that then went on to huge success, uh, 
with somebody else. Now, if they'd been in that movie, it would have got more promotion and would have got more attention because they're such a big star. So, in turn, would that movie have been even more successful? Based on the fact that it was such a good script and such an amazing director and supporting actors and all that stuff. I don't know. I really don't care either. I don't even... Why am I even talking about this? So, yeah, I'm grateful for... those things I mentioned. My heart is fine, and I stopped drinking Coke, although I kind of think I fancy a can of Coke now. I've also kind of got getting back in touch with me trying to get back more in touch with me I'll explain what I mean about that another time but I'm not sure if I can explain it I'll try to get back in yeah what is it that I want where is it that I'm going Without being selfish, you know, I want to just like, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to spend the next 10 years or 30 years, 50 years, 150 years? Because you don't know the way technology is growing. There's every chance that between the AI IA, IAI, artificial intelligence and things like STEM research just those two things together could increase the longevity of life by hundreds of years potentially so who knows I mean I I know some people are like oh I don't like that it's scary I'm up for that because I'd love to be alive for the next 100,000 years. It might seem weird to want to be alive, but I'd like to be around so I could learn as much as I could, read every book and say, you know what, I'm going to read all of Harry Potter films, or watch, read all of the books and then watch all of the films. Knowing that it's, it's going to take me weeks to do that also knowing that it doesn't matter because that's just a blip in time compared to the amount of time that I'm around or if I decide I'm going to learn how to do bricklaying I'm going to spend the next two years learning to bricklay and then the next two years I'm going to learn how to build a car and just choose something that I'm going to learn to do I'm going to learn how I'm going to learn everything about quantum physics or quantum mechanics or I'm going to learn to be a surgeon or try you know learn to do that stuff maybe not be able to do it but learn the you know the technical stuff maybe not learn the practical stuff but learn all about it learn all about the body learn all about 
behaviour, become a professor in psychology, maybe even get a girlfriend. <laughs> I reckon if I'm around for another 100,000 years, I should have found myself a girlfriend by then. Yeah. So, it's... I'd, I'd love that. That's the one thing about being a vampire that I quite... I'd like to have I'm not really bothered about the special powers and all that stuff but I would like to have that endless I know some people are oh no well no because there's so much to do the world is so much to see so much to do and I think it would be brilliant To just be able to just say, yeah, I'm going to now devote. Because really, all you need to do is be interested. We all need things to be interested in. And that can transform our lives, I think. I'm not saying that's all we need, but that's... It's, I, did, I did just say that's all we need. That's not all we need. But all we need is, that's not all we need, but all we need is And there's so many things, isn't there? And it'd be much easier to be interested in something and devote everything to it for a few years of your life knowing that it doesn't matter because there's no time limit. You know, to be able to learn every single martial art, every single um, maybe video game, learn every language. I don't see the point in that, but yeah, if if you if it's something you're interested in, learn every language. Whether I'd remember every language. I mean, there will be an AI in the future where you won't need to. It literally, like in the, they have in the movies, they'll have their headphones, you'll have your headphones, or little earbuds, you'll speak in your language and they'll hear it in their language. And the same, you know, it's, it's, it's probably already possible. There probably already are apps that do that. There are apps that do that, but I don't know whether they do it in a, in a way that's that easy. I think you can get you can get translatable apps on your phone and it types it out for the person to read but I th you could probably get ones where it speaks out to the person as well so if you're in Arabia and you want to speak in Arabic you speak the Arabic and you it then speaks Arabian to the person or it types it out whatever you know so it's, that's available already but with the AI, it'll be, I don't know, maybe we'll all walk around with headphones and everything is automatically, because you imagine being able to walk, well, just sit on a bus and be able to understand what everyone's saying. You'd basically eavesdropping, wouldn't you? Because, you know, especially if you live in a multicultural area, so you've maybe got 
potentially 10, 15 different languages being spoken on the train, on your in your carriage, it's like, you could listen in and like, wow. Because especially if they're talking about each other, if they say, oh, and they're saying something that's really interesting. That'd be brilliant. I'd love that. There was this YouTube video where this man went to, I think it was China, but he knew how to speak um, uh, Tangerine. So he knew how to speak the language. So he went over there and he'd order something, you know, like go to a coffee place and he'd find them talking about him. So if he if he heard people talking about him, because he was an American or, uh, I don't know, it was European or something. So he stood out and he was quite tall and everything. I don't know, but they, they noticed that he wasn't necessarily maybe from China. That's a look. Can you hear that? The plane... All summer I have that plane coming. It's like... Uh, uh, and just flies over the uh, over the building. Eight years of it. <laughs> Eight long years. So I could learn to fly. Wow. So yeah. Um, yeah, and basically what you do is... He'd wait till he heard people talking about him and then he'd talk to them in their language. And the embarrassment on their faces is... Oh. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, especially if it's like a bit rude or if it's even... They might be saying something complimentary like, Oh, he's a handsome man. I wouldn't mind taking him out and having lovely a lovely friendly lunch sometime maybe get to know each other and see what kind of books he likes to read something like that and he can say oh, oh I, I i like i do like books um i read a book when i was 10 and i'd quite like to get some pizza perhaps you can come with me and just everyone would be embarrassed, but it'd be funny, and yeah. But that's, is it really worth learning a language just for that? I mean, I wonder about, you know, dating someone from another, from another language is the amount of miscommunication there's been between me and people from this country. Can you imagine the miscommunication there would be that I might have with someone from another country? Because I have, when I was in Thailand, I said something that wasn't appropriate. I don't know what it was, but, and it wasn't purposely at all. Um, all I remember is that the lady behind the bar was saying something, and I was saying, so you're entering a bikini contest, or something like that. And she got she got angry with me, and I'd like I don't know what I said wrong. And I don't know what it was. She was I think she was just saying what it was. Oh yeah, the the ribs were on special offer. <laughs> I know it sounds like made up, but it's true. I think she was telling me that the ribs were on special offer on the menu, 
and you could have as many as you wanted uh, and I, I because I knew there was this bikini contest coming up in the next few weeks I wasn't going to be there anyway but I knew and I said oh she, she I don't know why but I thought she was telling me that she was entering the bikini contest <laughs> I thought maybe I was just thinking about bikini contests for some reason um, and that was on my mind so I just figured because I couldn't understand what she was saying that's what she was saying it really was a lot of the time I was out there it was like a, a lassie moment it really was like what is it what is it lassie someone's fallen down the well what what is it you know I didn't know what they were saying I was guessing and there was no malice at all yeah but hey it was weird very strange And the same day, there was these girls uh, outside this massage parlor, like grabbing hold of me. I said, "No, I got. I mean, I'm, I'm no thanks." Oh, 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 and I said, "Okay, I'll maybe later, uh, just to get rid of her." Because it was literally round the corner from my hotel. I had to pass this every day. I didn't have to pass. I could have gone through a quicker route, but you know, anyway, and. I came back, that was exactly the same day, and I came back from this place that I'd been moaned at by the waitress or the bar staff, and this lady started having to go at me, shouting at me, hey, you said you were coming back here. I said, what? I was like, I looked at my ring, I don't remember getting married to her. I mean, what? It's, I just said I'd come back, yeah, later, because I wanted to get rid of you. Because I'm busy. I think... This wasn't... This, just... What, I mean, she was perfectly lovely. I just... But I wasn't... I didn't want a massage. Apart from the fact that I was unwell with a chest infection. But... Uh, but anyway, I felt guilty, so I went back and... No, I didn't. That's partly true. I did go back, but I didn't feel guilty. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really, really didn't. So, I'm going to go... It was so cold this morning. Seriously. I got out of bed, went outside with him, took him for a walk. And it wasn't until I got to the park that I realised it was cold. It suddenly hit me and it became the coldest weather that I've ever experienced in my life. Ever, 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 ever. Which is a bit weird. Normally, I don't even really notice it. It was so cold. So very, very cold. And I think I went out without my gloves. Which I haven't made that mistake since. Because I took him out. I wore my gloves the next time. But it was so cold. Like really, really bitter, bitter, icy cold. But it wasn't icy. That's a weird thing. No ice on the floor. No nothing. No frost. It was just cold. 
and then when I went out later, it wasn't as cold. It was actually there was the sun was out and it took the edge right off. It was it wasn't warm, but it wasn't cold. It was just normal temperatures for February, really. Although we are at the end of the month again, blimey. You think so? Another hundred thousand years, which is good. So, times that by twelve. It's a hundred thousand years, million, one point two million end of months left. Yeah, so it'll be the end of the month for another one point two million times. Bearing in mind, you know, I'm around for another 100,000 years. Brilliant. Yay. Oh, never feel guilty going to have a, a, a mid-afternoon's mid, mid nap. Mid-afternoon nap. Won't feel guilty after that anymore. Will you just keep quiet? Even when you move, you shake the building. I'm going to go now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye.